Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. But Jesus, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for how you provide from places we don't see. We thank you for the opportunity to live by faith and with your grace and mercy abounding. We thank you for your strength and your help. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you as we reflect and remember 2021 how we are still here. Perhaps without a loved one, maybe in a situation where we are disappointed, discouraged, or depressed, but that we are breathing and we have your arms of love wrapped around us, so may we choose you. God, we thank you that you have a plan for our lives, or you have a direction for this new year, and we thank you for new opportunities that abound each and every morning, each and every breath. We just thank you that we can choose you. We dare say we love you, Jesus, and we certainly are grateful that you love us. We do pray for strength and comfort. We pray for help. But most of all, we pray that we would grow in you, that we would be discipled, that we would reach the lost and be your hands and feet, that we would smile and reach out and lift up, that we would hug and embrace and share that you are good and that you are with us, that you are for us, that you help us and you are kind. So, Father, as your conviction just leads to change, may we respond with obedience, courageously believing that you do have something better for us. God, we thank you for being with us, and we love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I found that uh, prayer is often... um, humbling as you begin to pray for others and you, you begin to think what God has done and how he's been with you, with me. It's, um, it's phenomenal. And so we just thank you for, uh, for being a part. Uh, resolutions. New Year's time is always a time for uh, resolutions. And so I found some of these interesting as I looked up the top 10 New Year's resolutions. These are uh, just from a generic website, but it seems consistent. The top of 10 web, um, New Year's resolutions, exercise more, lose weight, get organized, uh, learn a new skill or hobby, and live life to the fullest. Live life to the fullest. In your comment section of those uh, top five, what are a couple that you would like to focus on as these are pretty generic to what the, um, the world, at least here in North America, is looking to do? The uh, 6 through 10, save more money or spend less money, quit smoking, uh, spend more time with family and friends, travel more, read more. I want to learn more. I want to uh, be curious. Uh, I believe it's Carrie Newoff. Somebody said that the um, cure to cynicism is curiosity. The cure to cynicism is curiosity. I want to be curious and learn more and be more like Jesus. I just wanted to um, talk about last week when we read Acts 20.35, which says these words, And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. How you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. He said, 
It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm not sure if you heard this before, but um, many people have said it, so I wanted to give uh, credit to who said it, and there are so many people that said it. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself, but they said, you cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give what you do not have. So as we looked at financial stability, I think that was number six. People wanted to spend more, save more, or spend less, save more. Uh, the annual savings per um, the statistic said Japanese save 25% of their annual income. In Europe, they save 18% according to this study. In the United States, how much do we save? Well, the United States, we actually spend 1% more than what we make. We spend 1% more than we make. No wonder that's on our New Year's resolutions. It probably should be number one instead of number six, but it is what it is. I just found that interesting. And here's a quote that I was looking for. And I heard it from John Maxwell, but it wasn't just John Maxwell. It was uh, several people have said it, but you cannot give what you do not have. But this just is not about money. This is about character. This is about integrity. This is about what comes from the depths of your soul, that um, diaprio cut to the core, how the Holy Spirit cuts us to the core. I've been listening to some fun stuff over the new year, and this is a book by Don Malarkey. The name of the book is Easy Company Soldier. Some of you might be familiar with the HBO series or the uh, book by Stephen Ambrose called The Band of Brothers. And it talks about this group in World War II that stuck together, that they fought together, and so much of it is because they put into themselves, they prepared something that could be used and what it's the other expression that when your opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. I believe that's John Wood. And once your opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. And then I think of Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali, one of them said it, that uh, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. That's why preparation is huge. And in that movie, Band of Brothers, reflected in the true life story of Don Malarkey and others from Easy Company, Kurahi. This is where they had their training. Three miles up, three miles down, they ran together. They began to run for fun, not because they had to, not because they were under orders, but because they just thought maybe their commanding officers were correct in saying, you need to be prepared for war. You need to get prepared for what's coming next. You have to get beyond the best physical shape that you have ever been in to get in the best physical shape possible for you. Three miles up, three miles down, Kurahi, which for them said, we stand alone together. Over the last two years with the pandemic, COVID-19, we stand alone together. What a symbol, what a reminder of the church, the big C church, the family of God, the, the church, those that belong to Jesus. We stand alone together, whether you're quarantining, whether you're in isolation, whether your in-person church service gets canceled because of sleet and freezing rain, we stand alone together. Someone said this, and I believe it's true. I don't know specifically about the scientific data, but 50% of your victories come from knowing your enemy. 50% of your victories come from knowing your enemy. And many times we focus on our enemy. We focus on what Satan is doing. We focus on what uh, the enemy, the opponent is trying to do, and we want to outmaneuver them. But then 
And the other 50% comes from knowing yourself. Are you self-aware this new year? Do we just want to fight against Satan or do we want to know ourselves so that we can let God fill us with those things that tempt us and draw us away from him? This is from Romans 7.14. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is the spiritual and good. This is from the New Living Translation. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human a slave to sin. I am all too human a slave to sin. Romans 7.14. The trouble is with me. A slave to sin. A final word from Ephesians, it says these words in Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. It's this slave to sin, this sin within us that God wants to get of, give us victory over, but Satan knows where he can tempt us. He knows our proclivities. He knows where we fight and we struggle. So we need to fight against. We need to wrestle. We need to struggle. I like how the the um, Passion Translation says that it is hand-to-hand -hand combat. It's life or death fight. Fight to the death. Life or death fight to the finish, fight to the finish from the message. I apologize. My, uh, <laughs> um, this, this camera's um, obstructing my view, but this is what we need to do. We need to fight against, we need to wrestle. We need to struggle. It's hand to hand combat. It's life or death fighting to the finish to know that God has something better to give in to what he has. This is against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Remember how we talked uh, in 2 Corinthians 4.18, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. Fix uh, for the things we can see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. This is not the spiritual forces of this dark world, but it's the spiritual forces that God provides. It's mystical, it's magical, but it is Jesus. It's more than just mystical. It's the true revelation of who God is. As we look at um, Hebrews, we find these words in Hebrews 12 verse 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Again, the New Living Translation, keeping our eyes on Jesus because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne, keeping our eyes on Jesus. We can't see the wind, but we can see the effects of wind. We can't see Jesus, but we can know in our heart and in our lives that he is with us because the fight is real and strong, keeping our eyes on Jesus. One more verse, Colossians 1.15, Christ is a visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. How do we get to know Jesus, what he looks like? We read scripture, we pray to him, we surround ourselves with others that have walked and lived this Christian life so we can learn from them. We ask questions, we're honest and vulnerable and say, I don't understand, I fight this fight because I do what I do not do want to do. 
So the trouble is not with the law. For it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to understand myself, but I end up doing what I hate. I want to do what is right. I want to. I really don't understand myself. Instead, I do what I hate. Can you relate to that? The New Year's resolution, the Christian life, the conviction of God, the desire to be obedient to Him, but instead we do what we hate. This is what Micah 6.8 says, that we want to stay focused on Jesus. We need to keep it simple. No, people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. This is what he wants us to do. This is a simple calling, the focus that Jesus asks Christians to implement into their life. Do what is right, what is righteous. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. I love mercy. I try to walk humbly with God, but do I do what is right or do I just think, well, God, you are sovereign. You're going to take care of it. So why does it matter? You always forgive me. You love me no matter what. But he still calls us to do what is right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. FOMO, there's this fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. We want to be a part of something. I coined this phrase. You're going to like it. It's so creative. Not really. It's FOMO NUMIMUM. FOMO NUMIMUM. It's a fear of my opinion not mattering. Fear of my opinion not mattering. If there's a cause, if there's a uh, occurrence, if something happens, we want people to hear our opinion. We think our 15 minutes of fame is worth it. We have this fear of my opinion uh, not mattering. And I believe God is saying your opinion, though precious, needs to be refined and reconstructed through the lens of who I am, Jesus, by the renewing of your mind. You can transform your life. So forget this fear of missing out, this fear of your opinion not mattering, and focus on me. Do what is right. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. This is what God requires of us. And this quote by John Stott, let me just read it. Christian preachers are to be neither inventors of new doctrines, nor editors of delete, uh, who delete old doctrines. Let me read that once more. Christian preachers are to be neither inventors of new doctrines, nor editors who delete old doctrines. Rather, they are to be stewards faithfully handing out scriptural truths to God's household. This is what we, I, have been asked to do. Nothing more. Nothing less and nothing else. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. We just want to hand out the scriptural truths of who Jesus is. This is what we desire to give to you. Romans seven sixteen and 18, we find these words. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, 
This shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And so you could say, see, it's not me. It's not my fault. This is how I was created. But God knows how we were created in the fall of man and what sin has done. So he's providing a way out. But we still struggle against that. Verse 18 says, and I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I can't do it on my own. I can't manufacture enough gumption to do it on my own. And First John 2.16 reminds us of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, the big three, the, the sin, the temptation that uh, we are all susceptible to. It says, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father but are from the world. That's the New Living Translation saying the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life do not come from God, but they come from this world, this seeking of a pat on the back or this desire for the American dream. When we need to say, Jesus, I want to sacrifice so I can know you. I can understand your love for me. As we continue in Romans seven nineteen through 25, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. How many of you could say, yes, that's me. I've done that. I've been in that place in this new year. I want to do something different. How to change that? We need to have God change your heart to change your mind to change your actions. God will change your heart, change your mind, and change our actions. You cannot just try to uh, change your behavior and hope everything is okay, whether it's a diet, whether it's working out, whether it's saving money or spending less, whether it's being appropriate, being obedient to Jesus. We need to allow him to change our heart, to consume that unrighteousness so we can do what is right. We can love mercy and we can walk humbly with our God. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me and that does that. So we need to purge that sin away by the power of the Holy Spirit. What only God can do, what only time with Jesus can do. We need to get that removed from our lives. We need to develop habits just like Don Malarkey and Major Winters and Easy Company and Band of Brothers. They had to make their body suffer so they could learn what was appropriate. So when war came, when things happened, they did not run away, but they were so trained, they were surrounded by those doing the right thing, that they engaged the battle and that they won. And we need to win that battle in ourselves. I have discovered the principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all of my heart, but there is another power within me. There's another power within me, but there is another power within me. Can I get an amen? If you want to type that in the chat, this would be an appropriate time. If you want to click on this thumbs up button, you could do that. But there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. The power makes me a slave to sin, and that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thanks be to God. Romans 7.25 Thanks be to God who delivers. He is the answer. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to God. 
Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thanks be to God who delivers me from Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thanks be to God. So this new year, you might try a New Year's resolution. Frankly, I think New Year's resolutions are kind of silly because they last two or three weeks. We think that we can develop a habit in 21 days, but it is a continual reflection and admission of our need for Jesus. That's the only way that we can gain victory more than just our spiritual life. Jesus cares about everything in our entire life. He is so holistic. I wish we would understand that, that if you give your life to Jesus, you will have spiritual hope and peace but you can also have not prosperity as a prosperity gospel would say, but you can know that God is for you. He can help you make wise decisions. You can overcome those things that you use to cope with that second or third or fourth glass of wine, that whatever addiction is, whatever that thing is, God can help you do that. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Therefore, Romans 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let's read that again. This probably should have been the memory verse. Hopefully, we already have it memorized. Romans 8, 1. Now, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. He has set you free from law of sin and death. So be free. Be free. So it does come to this. In Deuteronomy, now choose life. But it is your choice. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set up before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. You and your children may live. Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. And that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. Grab on tightly, embrace him as he wants to and desires to and is embracing us. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give you to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Verse 20. That you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. So we conclude this January 2nd, 2022, New Year's first sermon with some disappointment. As I, the LAC, and I decided to cancel the in-person gathering, it was so good to see one another, it's so good to be together. But with disappointment, we still know that God gives us victory. Thanks be to God who delivers us delivers us from disappointment, delivers us from what we have been looking at to focus on him. To Joshua 24. Joshua 24, 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates and the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living, or what you desire, what this world says is successful, what people have told you to do to accomplish. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But Joshua said, 
Joshua said in the Old Testament, Joshua is a great book to read in this year. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In 2022, when things happen, we will choose not to focus on what is seen, but to focus on the unseen, knowing that Jesus Christ, his example, represented through the scripture in our own lives, his Holy Spirit talking to us, is a visible representation of the invisible God. We can know him. So will you choose life? As in Deuteronomy, it says you have the choice. Now choose life. Choose life, though you do what is wrong, God says there is a way to do what is right. Though you fight against yourself, though there is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and what you want to do, you don't do. And what you don't want to do, that's what you end up doing. God gives us victory. And there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So put yourself, place yourself, everything, all of yourself under his power that he can use you, that he can reign, R-E-I-G-N, R-E-I-G-N, on, in, and through you. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. May that, let that be your prayer, my prayer, this year, this 2022. That we will serve the Lord together. That we might be standing alone, but we are together. We stand alone together. We gather together when we can. But we know that we are the family of God the body of Christ. Jesus, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for the opportunity to obey and follow you. So may we choose you in worship in spirit and in truth. And Father, as we struggle, as we are tempted, as Satan knows exactly where to get us and make us discouraged or in a place where we are not functioning righteously, may we do what you desire to do in and through us, not what we want to do in the flesh, in our own person, because we have a right, because we have a choice, because we have freedom. But let us submit to your authority and obey you. God, we thank you that you forgive us. We thank you that you love us. We thank you for your grace. But we thank you, God, because we can move forward in your strength. Father, we thank you for your love and your presence. We again lift up Dennis Doherty and his family as his mom passed away. We thank of those that have been uh, shared, the prayer requests that are given, whether in the comment section here or whether emailed by Stacy as she leads our um, prayer chain. We just ask that you would remind us to pray for one another, that we'd be quick to listen to your voice and intercede on behalf of others. We thank you for how you provide. We thank you for not just getting us through this last year, but helping us to see with grateful eyes that you have always been with us. So Jesus, we thank you for life and life that we can share with others. So may we be a blessing as you have blessed us. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, 
make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.